0: hello and welcome to camp kaiju monster movie reviews we're your hosts vincent Hannum, matt levine and we're talking about all our favorite monster movies The good, the bad, and the downright campy. And asking if they stand the test of time. Kaiju creature features space invaders, the supernatural, and everything in between. All strange beasts welcome here. Camp Kaiju is sponsored by BanditsEmporium.com, where you can shop exclusive monster-inspired t-shirts with part of the proceeds supporting this show. BanditsEmporium.com. Hit the link in our bio. As they say, we sell shirts. Hey, as Camp Kaiju says... Stay campy, everybody. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to say thanks for sticking with us this month of October. We're going through some cult classics, some So Bad They're Good films. And we do still have The Toxic Avenger from 1984 coming up. But we're going to do that next week. Full disclosure, um, I'm opening a play this weekend, a play that I wrote at the Twin Cities Horror Festival. Matt Levine has some things going on himself. So... We thought, why not push Toxic Avenger back and give you um, one from the vault this week. So for longtime listeners, this may be familiar, but for everyone else, please enjoy our review of the 1930s pre-code horror film, White Zombie, starring Bella Lugosi. The movie has a lot of good, a lot of bad, definitely some campy. So check it out and we'll see you next week for the Toxic Avenger. All right. All right. Happy spooky season. Be well. Stay campy. White zombie, white zombie, white zombie, white <laughs> zombie is the opposite of I walked with a zombie in tone and aesthetic. Where I walked with a zombie is like the Mona Lisa. It's like art, I would say. High art. You'd see it in a museum. White zombie is graffiti but like bad graffiti, but you still (laughs) appreciate it. And you're still like, wow, somebody made that art and (laughs) it's rough and raw. And I don't know, man, I I really liked it. (laughs) I, you know, I did not like it so much. Uh,
1: There are things that I like about it. Like the, the scene, which is definitely like a relic of pre-code Hollywood where they could get away with a lot more, sex and violence and all that. Excuse me. But the scene where they're in, like, the the sugar mill, I think, and, like, there are all these zombies that are in there working, and a guy, like, falls into the mill, and he's, like, crushed, and, like, all these workers just, like, keep on, like, mindlessly going about their work. That's such a gruesome, like, dark, violent scene. Pretty amazing for a 1932 movie.
0: Yeah, honestly, one of the darker things I've seen in classic Hollywood. I was like, what the hell (laughs) was Yeah, I couldn't believe it,
1: man. So, you know, like, and also, like, the... I I mentioned sex and violence. Like, there's the gratuitous shot of, like, the heroine. I can't remember her name. Um, Maybe it doesn't matter. But she's, like, getting ready for her wedding, and they, like, they show her, like, in her negligee, basically, you know? And it's like, wow, this is a pre-code movie. And this this shot right here is an example of that, you know?
0: Totally. I mean, it is flawed 100% in terms of... You know like just what we we're talking about with i walked with a zombie the the white supremacy over these haitian black natives and this exoticism and the fear of the unknown like that's there too i mean that's like the overriding flaw because because it doesn't unlike i walked with a zombie it's not interested in subverting those expectations or pointedly criticizing the history of slavery it's just full pulp full pulp leaning into all the the filth <laughs> without remorse
1: yeah no totally like there is not a single character of color that has dialogue that like expresses their experience we never really get a sense of like the history of racism and colonialism and slavery on this island so yeah there's not even an attempt to like you know present that political theme
0: right (laughs) meanwhile you got bella lugosi doing like he's i don't know i was like this is count dracula placed on a sugar mill plantation
1: (laughs) yeah pretty much a lot of overacting a lot of camp uh, there's, uh, I think, Bella Lugosi in White Zombie does the most conspicuous poisoning of somebody else's glass of liquid that I've ever seen in a movie, and it's hilarious. Yeah. I love it. Like he like puts his whole hand over the glass and does this like funny motion where it's like, oh, clearly you're poisoning this guy.
0: Yeah, uh, it's yep.
1: one of many very funny moments in the movie.
0: And and speaking of Dracula, this was made right after Dracula at Universal. White Zombie was from an independent production company and just to make an extra buck lugosi agreed to do this i think he was only on set for a week like very minimal compared to the general shooting schedule and this studio i forget the name of it (laughs) right now but um of course they were cashing in on lugosi's incredible star power at this moment not only his uh, presence on screen is evocative of Dracula, but there are shots out and outright shots that are just straight up taken from Dracula. Um, <laughs> if you haven't seen in a while, you may remember there are moments in Dracula that are just Lugosi's eyes on the screen with a glow, and that's how he's spellbinding people. The exact same thing happens in White Zombie to the point <laughs> yes. where I was like. Is this a universal picture? It's not. It's just this (laughs) rival studio ripping off this other studio's hit. Amazing. Yeah.
1: And I did read that they, like, reused a lot of, like, other sets from other movies. I don't know if Dracula specifically was one of them, but I think they actually used some of the Frankenstein sets. So, like, that feeling of familiarity is understandable, you know?
0: Right. It's like a universal picture without being a universal picture. Yeah, without the class or the good acting or the actual
1: scares of a Universal <laughs> horror movie, <laughs> um, movie
0: it's so true though. Um, for the it's, good, I mean, I, I <laughs> my note is literally Bella Lugosi doing his best. That's my good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, that seems about right. I I think some of like the background, like matte effects, you know, of like the spooky castle in the background, on like mm. a distant shore with like, you know, stormy weather. Like some of that looks pretty cool. I would put that in the good category as well.
0: Yeah, and I think there's some atmospheric spookiness to the film as well, mm. which was nice. It helps sustain the otherwise bonkers plot, but. My good and campy kind of blend because what I find good about this movie is how utterly campy it is. Maybe it didn't intend to be campy, but it's for me, I had a ball watching it just being like, what are these choices that are being made? (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, I I would agree with that. It is a lot of fun. It does seem unintentional, like almost entirely, like that sort of camp value, but as camp often is. But um, but yeah, it's really entertaining. And I, you know, I won't ruin it here, but the way that like the army of zombies dies at the end is yes. like so hilariously like abrupt and like nonchalant. It's, <laughs> it must be seen to be believed. It's great.
0: <laughs> Nonchalant's the word because, yeah, they just... Oh, gonna die now! <laughs>
1: <laughs> One after the other, yeah, it's great.
0: <laughs> that was awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that part is very cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, do you remember? There's a moment. There's an eagle. There's a yeah. eagle that screams in White Zombie, and I cracked up every time because to me it sounded like a woman, just like a terror stricken. Woman scream that they overdubbed with this eagle and i was like yeah what
1: (laughs) uh my partner kelly and i like broke out laughing at that every time too it's the loudest shriek you have ever heard yeah
0: loudest ever every time
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's there's a lot of that fun stuff in there for sure like I, i love the um you know i mentioned like the very conspicuous poisoning before and like i just think it's so funny that like the way that they turn people into a zombie in this movie is like by, you know, through, like, a very obvious, like, powder or whatever, you know, that they, like, put in a glass of wine or, like, in mm. their corsage. And I just think, like, um, I don't know, the, like, the lack of creativity around that is kind of charming in a way, you know?
0: Right, right. Like, it's, 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 for me, personally, it's hard to, like, condemn this movie for it's, you know, it's, it's relishing in the tropes of of Haitian zombies, the bad stuff that you're like, Oh, right. Slavery. Ugh. Because it's just such a dumb movie. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not forgiving it, but it's also almost not worth my time to just <laughs> dump on it. <laughs> and Yeah. I know what you mean. It's not
1: even attempting to do anything like that. So like, you know, at least it doesn't try like you, you, if you understand what the movie is, then you have to be like, "All right, you're you're doing an okay job of what you're trying to do," you know?
0: Right. It was just like a pulpy comic book that I flipped yeah. through, and then I was like, "Well, that was fun. <laughs> I see its problems, but I'm just not gonna read it again."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I will say for the bad category
1: for me, like the uh, the plot of like the the guy who like meets the woman on the boat and like instantly falls in love with her and then mm-hmm. like try like apparently like will sacrifice everything to like steal her for eternity like you know if if you thought the love triangle and i walked with a zombie was unconvincing and this movie it's like non existent it's uh, it makes zero sense at all it's like the bland like the two protagonists uh madeline i think is the woman's name i suddenly remembered it i can't remember the guy's name but like you know they're the blandest white ha- heroes of all time you don't care what happens to them
0: yeah 100 percent. it's a short movie too it's like an hour barely more than an hour yeah if you got an hour to kill sure put it on there are worse movies um but if you want some some like cinema some nice filmmaking like you appreciate story production direction i walked with a zombie is where you want to be
1: yeah definitely you know, a movie, sorry, I didn't bring this up during our I Walked with a Zombie conversation, but there's a recent movie called Zombie Child. Uh, it's by a really good Italian director, Bertrand Bonello, I think is his name. Uh, and it's in a way kind of like playing with I Walked with a Zombie, and it's like cutting back and forth between like the early 20th century and then like modern day Paris, where there's a, a Haitian immigrant, a young girl who's going to a school there, a private school, um, hmm. and kind of like dabbling in like voodoo rituals. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to include that at some point in the conversation. Sorry, I forgot to do it earlier, but Zombie Child, it plays with a lot of this stuff in really fascinating ways.
0: Okay. I'm interested in seeing modern takes on the Haitian zombie because I feel like that has gone away in favor of the Romero type zombie. Yeah. Maybe for, you know, for better or for worse, I think you'd want to handle, you know, the Haitian voodoo traditions with a little bit more... Respect, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and
1: I don't know if "Zombie Child" always does that. Like, it is actually still kind of offensive and questionable at times, but uh, but a really fascinating movie. And like, it's kind of also commenting on like all these old movies, you know. So Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: Cool. My um, my my zombie movie I want to mention is actually a sequel to White Zombie. It came out four years later. It is a very loose sequel. You know how studios did at the time. They were just like, let's get a sequel out. But it actually has nothing to do with the first film. It's called Revolt of the Zombies. This movie was unbearable for me to watch, like utterly boring, like not offensive. It was just boring. (laughs) I gave it one and a half stars out of five on Letterboxd. White Zombie, I gave two and a half out of five. But man, one and a half stars. For Revolt of the Zombies. My good. This is actually pretty cool. The first five minutes depicts uh, a battle in World War One with Cambodians, Cambodian zombie soldiers. Wow. It's really cool. It's like all quiet on the Western, Western Front, meets zombies, and the Cambodians are actually portrayed by Asian actors. Wow. And I was That's like, an anomaly. did I just find this rare gem of a film? Literally never went back to that idea of zombie soldiers. It just like devolved into some really boring, lame love story in Cambodia without any zombies. Like there was hardly a zombie outside of those first five minutes, and I went, "What is happening?" <laughs> uh, that seems uh, well deserved. Yeah, it's not very much. Yeah. Do not recommend.
1: (laughs) Maybe it's kind of like Killdozer where like I loved the opening minute of Killdozer with like the cool like outer space effects. I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. And then like for the next hour and 10 minutes, I was like, no, not awesome at all. This is terrible.
0: (laughs) Killdozer has come up so many times through the run of this podcast. I feel like we should have a shirt that's like something Killdozer related.
1: (laughs) I watched the movie Killdozer and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. Yes.
0: <laughs> there you go. I gotta get that on the shop soon.
1: <laughs> yeah. Maybe that means I secretly love it if we talk about it so much. That could be. I think
0: I think you do. You don't have to admit it, but I think we do. <laughs> in a way, in its own way. <laughs> Killdozer or White Zombie? Oh, wow. Um, I would rather watch White Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> I actually agree with that. That's okay.
1: It's amusing at least. It's, uh, yeah. you know, ridiculous, which is always good.
0: Right, right. And thank you all for hanging out. If you liked what you heard, please tell a friend, leave a rating and review, and visit Camp Kaiju Movie Instagram, or even Patreon for more monster movie content. Links in our bio. We can't thank you enough. Camp Kaiju is recorded with your help in the Twin Cities with music by Terrence Jackson. Oh, and before I forget, Camp Kaiju is sponsored by BanditsEmporium.com, where you can shop exclusive monster inspired t shirts with part of those proceeds supporting this show. BanditsEmporium.com. Find the link in our bio. As they say, we sell shirts. And again, as Camp Kaiju says, thank you, friends. And until next time, stay campy. See it once. But that will be enough.
1: Friday, the 13th. And I have to say, I had a dry spell of monster movies outside of the podcast for quite a while. I just like didn't watch too many monster movies outside of what we talk about here. But over the last couple of weeks, I've seen a good handful of monster movies. So one or two of them might pop up on the website soon.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, it's October. I've been trying to watch some, um, you know, as many as many horror movies as I can, as many monster movies as I can. Do you know what franchise I just started dipping my toe into? Uh, The Exorcist? No, it's from the 80s. There's about a million installments a nightmare on elm street i if only no friday the 13th oh,
1: okay a nightmare on elm street is my favorite horror franchise and friday the 13th might be my least favorite but i don't mean to sway your opinion How, what do you no, think of them sir?
0: i agree with you so <laughs> um I, I saw the first two and i was like oh my god these are not good movies and they're <laughs> like but yet it's like uh I'm not going to say they're so bad they're good even but they're such a they're so cheaply made that I can't help but watch. Yeah. So I feel myself being drawn into this ridiculous unfolding mythos around Jason Voorhees <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> this is nothing about this is anything but contrived and cliché and stupid yeah. and yet here <laughs> I am um I'm on the third one
1: okay I, I saw the third one in a movie theater in 3d a while ago so that was pretty cool but like the only thing that was fun about that was the 3d so like <laughs> if if i watched it in 2d i'm sure i would not enjoy it very much um it, but it, i do agree with you though they're kind of like an interesting time capsule all those 80s slasher movies that were just made as like quickly and cheaply as possible are interesting to watch in that way just to be like oh uh, like this was such a, it was like this style of movie making was so in vogue at that time, you know, it was yeah. but, but yeah, they don't hold up very well. They're pretty boring nowadays.
0: I think so. And, and not to make this a episode about that, but just comparing it to say John Carpenter's Halloween basics, basically the same premise and Halloween was made just as cheaply, but yet there's, there's an artistry around the direction and the choices made with the editing and everything that makes it still a compelling watch. Meanwhile, Friday the 13th is just such a, a slow drawn out affair. And it the last 30 minutes or so with Mrs. Voorhees, Mm. it does pick up, but a whole movie it makes, it does not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> excuse me
1: i like that sentence construction yeah and you're totally right uh yeah i um you can tell that like you know like when i i don't know i'm imagining like conversations between the director and the cinematographer where the cinematographer is like so what kind of angle do you want like what kind of lighting and the director's just like i don't care it's like, <laughs> the actors in frame. like I, I don't i don't mean to sound too harsh that's probably not exactly how it went but that is kind of like the finished product that you see in those movies
0: Yeah, yeah, but we'll see where it goes. I can't wait for Jason to take Manhattan and go to space and fight Freddy Krueger at some point.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I have to admit I haven't seen those later Friday the Thirteenth movies. I probably should, (laughs)
0: because those are probably the fun ones. They're really really yeah, maybe yeah. All right, okay. Um, where were we?